Welcome to Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm your host, Brett Cranson. And I'm your co-host, Omari White. And we're excited to bring you insights from the decades of experience that we've both garnered in the financial services industry. And whether you're just starting out on your financial journey or looking to optimize your existing strategies, our goal is to clarify the world of finance and provide you with practical, actionable advice. And together, we'll explore a wide range of topics that will help you to navigate to your bright financial future. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back, listeners, to another insightful episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. I'm Brett Cranson, alongside my knowledgeable co-host, Omari White. Hello, everyone, and great to be here with you. Brett and all of our listeners, and we have a particularly intriguing topic today, don't we? Absolutely. Today, we're delving into the turbulent waters of stock market, a topic I know on the minds of many of our listeners, especially in these inflationary times. Yeah. And when we say turbulent, we're not exaggerating. Think of a sailboat in a stormy, choppy, unpredictable waters, but with the right skills and the right equipment, we can navigate through this. And that's precisely what we're here for to equip our listeners with those essential skills. So we're talking about navigating the stock market volatility in an inflationary environment, a scenario that is challenging, but it is opportunistic. True. And it's crucial to understand that market volatility isn't necessarily a bad thing. It can present unique opportunities for growth and wealth building if approached correctly. And that's where we can come in. You know, we will discuss the strategies, not only to survive, but to thrive in these conditions to make smart decisions and uh, stay on plan and to stay disciplined. Yeah, we've got a lot to cover from the basics of market volatility to how inflation weaves into these scenarios. And of course, practical tips that you can apply to your investment strategies. So whether you are a first timer or a seasoned wealth manager, this episode is tailored to make you more confident, making it more informed decisions on capital market investing. So Amari, let's start with the basics. When we talk about market volatility, what exactly are we referring to? Yeah, I mean, volatility, market volatility really refers to the frequency. So the amount of how often and the magnitude. So how, what, what distance do prices move in when stock markets are unhappy? Imagine it like on being on the sea on calm days. The water is nice and smooth. And then there are those unpredictable high wave days. Those are the volatility days. So in market terms, low volatility means prices are relatively stable, while high volatility indicates significant price swings. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, high volatility really is just high uncertainty, high market uncertainty, where prices can go up and down rapidly. And really, it's influenced by investors' thoughts on economic data, on corporate earnings, geopolitical issues. These all have an impact on help to cook that good volatility story. Yeah, and it sounds like a roller coaster. Omari, let's give our listeners some historical examples. Well, let's get really predated. Back in October 1929, Wall Street crash was a classic example where markets went down 25% in just a couple of days. And that was really the start of the Great Depression. Yeah, that was a pivotal moment in financial history. But let's give them some more recent examples. Yeah, let's, uh, not too far ago, not too long ago. This was 1987. And this was, we're almost on, we're on the eve of Black Friday, but this was Black Monday where the Dow Jones fell 22% in a single day. And then, of course, 2008, which I'm sure is not far from our memories here, where we had the financial crisis. And that was extremely 
extreme volatility. And that was really due to the collapse of financial institutions. Yeah, more recently, the COVID-19 pandemic. The market experienced some of its highest volatility in March of 2020, with significant daily swings as investors grappled with the uncertainty of the pandemic's impact. Yeah, and that these events, they really highlight how these factors uh, trigger market volatility and create this huge challenge, but really a huge opportunity as well for investors. Yeah, so what we're saying is market volatility is a natural part of investing. Understanding it is key to navigating the stock market, especially in an inflationary environment. All right, now let's pivot to understanding the current economic landscape, specifically inflationary environments we find ourselves in. Omari, can you break this down for us? Yeah, I mean, certainly. I mean, really the current environment, I think everyone can really relate to this. It's so you can feel it on your skin. We're in a significant inflationary period where inflation in terms of too many dollars chasing too few goods, where general price levels of goods and services are just rising. And subsequently, your dollar today is purchasing less than your dollar purchased six months ago. It's purchasing less than your dollar purchased a year ago. That's inflation. Yeah. So as inflation rises, everything gets more expensive. Exactly. And really mean everything, gas, groceries, your cost of living. Well, we're again, experiencing this in this market today. So not just the price of goods and services rise, but the value of your dollar today buys less goods than it bought six months ago or a year ago. So you really have a double negative acting on your purchasing, on your cash flow and your finances in an inflationary environment. So how does this inflationary period affect the stock market and our investments? Yeah, well, I mean, inflation has a mixed impact on stock market investing. On one hand, there are certain companies that really have, they achieve higher earnings because of inflation, because the prices of their goods and services have risen, and they can actually pass those rising prices to their customers so they make more money. Whoa, right? And it's going to lead. The other tale is investments that are pinched by inflation because those consumers have less money to purchase those goods that those companies make, and therefore those companies make less earnings. So it really does affect how investors will assess investments. Inflation does. And on the other hand? Well, commodities are a good example of that kind of inflation-proof or real return kind of asset class because commodities benefit from inflation. As the rising prices of gas and oil and various base metals or precious metals, these companies pass their higher costs on to their consumers and make more money. In overall, the uncertainty of inflation leads to markets being volatile, moving up and down very quickly over short periods of time. And this really creates a challenge to navigating these environments. So what we're saying is inflation can cause instability in the market, affecting different sectors in various ways. Yeah, not just the stock market. You know, we want to be clear that the capital market includes the bond market and the stock market. And the bond market is actually a bigger market than the stock market. But digressing for a second, bonds have a real problem if they are not inflation protected because bonds pay a yield. And as inflation rises, well, the real power or the real yield that you earn from those bonds is eaten up by that rising inflation. Real estate is an asset class that really fights inflation because real estate has the opportunity to have rising rents in an inflationary environment. So that's almost like that company passing on its rising prices to its consumers. So there's a benefit for real estate and real return bonds in an inflationary environment. But static bond yields, like just traditional bonds that don't have that inflation protection, are less attractive to investors. 
Yeah, and that can be quite challenging for some investors, especially those looking to preserve their capital and grow their wealth. Yeah, I mean, challenging for sure, but not insurmountable. And I think we just described a few ways that we can absolutely attack the inflation and beast and uh, create the types of results that we have for, well, our clients, our income-seeking clients get inflation protected by these types of strategies. So we know that there are ways to slay the inflation beast. All right. So now let's get to the heart of what our listeners are eager to learn about. Practical strategies for managing their portfolios during these volatile periods. Omari, what are some top tips for our investors? I think there's a lot of top tips, but I think what comes to mind right away, Brett, is the idea that because not every asset class has the same reaction to inflation or volatility, you need to not own one asset class, but to have a diversified portfolio of asset classes. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. So diversification is spreading out investments across different asset classes. Exactly. And really, you know, diversifying, you save being affected from one investment type and that you actually can have a mix of not only stocks, bonds, but your real estate is another asset class. You might have digital assets. You might have cryptocurrency. But this is the idea of having a portfolio of assets that behave differently to different factors, allowing you to mitigate the risk in some ways. And uh, what about risk assessment? This is the ongoing challenge, right? Because this is the behavioral piece, right? This is where you know you might sign up to saying that you have a higher risk, but then our tolerance to risk. And then when the market presents those types of extremes, you're less tolerant, right? So investors who are looking for wide range of returns is how I like to describe it. Shouldn't be in a narrow range of return type investment. Their tolerance and their investment objective need to be aligned because We've seen this so many times, and I know you know we, you and I talk about this so often. Where there's an investor who says, "You know, I need ten percent," but when I'm down twenty percent, I want to be out of that investment. I can, I'm happy to only lose five percent or ten percent. So, really, having an understanding how your tolerance changes as markets change, how that is interpreted with respect to your investment plan, this is a very important aspect of being an intelligent investor because it is that behavior that's going to really have, as long as your investments are well-suited and well-structured, it is the behavior that's going to matter with if you finish the way in a, you finish with a desired result or you finish in a haphazard, you know, really not desirable result. Yeah. And what about uh, long-term planning? Well, I mean, really, you know, our perspective is our, our clients, as you know, we know, have plans that are multi-decade, you know, and in a lot of ways, you know, volatility and inflationary environments are short-lived. They might last for a few quarters. They might last for a couple of years, but, you know, you don't see 30-year volatility occurring in markets. So really having a plan to begin with and then having a method to stick to that, to understanding how these current environments and the dislocation between price and value, really, how significant is that? You know, we were having meetings all week and you and I were talking about this uh, before, how really clients are asking, you know, how much further the markets could go down and what should they do? And really, they're actually doing what they should be doing. They're staying invested where appropriate. They're measuring their tolerance again. They're trying to understand if it's just a nebulous thing where you're just feeling emotional about your assets or are you actually in the wrong investment? You know, that's an ongoing work. That's the ongoing oversight that we do. Yeah. So it's about staying the course and not reacting to market dips or surges. 
Yeah. And staying informed is how you stay the course, because if you're not informed, then you're not going to be comfortable. Right. And I mean, I don't mean be a market guru, but as it pertains to your investments and to the depth of knowledge that you would like to know to be able to have the right behaviors and how that knowledge gets shared with you or that information, that will be a big help in you being a better investor. Yeah. And it also suggests for those to consult with a financial advisor. They can provide personalized advice tailored to your specific financial situation and goals. Yeah, a good financial advisor is an experienced, structured, hardened, has seen many markets, has coached many clients through these types. And it again, because the behavior is such a big part of that yielding that result, financial advisors are helpful, extremely invaluable in this kind of work. Yeah. So now we've touched on the current inflationary environment. Now let's delve deeper into exactly inflation impacts investments. Omari, let's shed some light on this. You know, just at the top, we mentioned inflation really does affect investments differently. So it certainly diminishes the purchasing power of every dollar, but it doesn't have the same diminishing effect on every business. There are real return type investments that can outpace inflation or at least keep the same pace as inflation so that the purchasing power of that dollar is not eroded. So really at the heart of it, it is to understand how are you going to keep your spending power, especially for our income-based clients, Brett, who really have that fixed income and how does that inflation really affect their purchasing power at the end of the day is a primary objective of ours. Yeah. So if inflation goes up by 3%, your investment needs to grow by more than 3% to actually make a profit in real terms. Yeah. And I mean, can you think of you know a fixed income investment, just a nominal fixed return investment and then inflation is rising. So in a rising inflation environment, that fixed rate investment now really loses all of its yield or at least some of its return to inflation. So these are the types of scenarios that we use inflation protected investment types to overcome. Yeah. And that's pretty challenging. So what about stocks? Yeah, well, stocks are sort of like a double-edged sword in inflationary environments because on one hand, because not all stocks are equal and not all sectors are equal, and we talked about the fact that there are, let's call them real return sectors. So this is sectors like commodities that you have the ability to rise the prices to your consumers and they pay higher prices because you really don't have a choice. A good example is like when you go to the gas pump and prices are rising, it really doesn't matter what the price is, you still need gas. So those that is an example of a real return investment sector. Gold, commodities in general, all types of commodities have that type of characteristic. But then in another scenario, the consumer that has less purchasing power is purchasing less goods of another business. And so those businesses are making less profits as a result. And so they are negatively affected by the inflationary environment. So it really matters the stock and the sector that you are in to determine what the effect is from inflation on that stock investment. So what strategies can investors use to hedge against inflation? Yeah, well, again, I mean, they can be in those sectors that really do give that real return and stay and keep pace with inflation, like oil, gas, metals. Real estate is another asset class that really does that very, very well. And really property values tend to trend up and rents can also be increased in an inflationary environment. So it has that same effect of keeping step with inflation. And what about treasury inflation protected securities or TIPS? And these are the bonds. These are like special types of bonds that have a 
They're inoculated from inflation, really, because they have a mechanism that increases their yield when inflation goes up so that the real power or the real return of that bond is maintained throughout time and it doesn't get eroded by inflation. So tips are a very great way of hedging. They're actually a direct hedge against inflation. Yeah, so diversifying into commodities, real estate, and inflation-protected securities can be smart moves in an inflationary environment. Yeah, but I mean, remember that everyone's different. Everyone's situation, it really requires a bespoke approach. And really, what you want to know is what is your risk tolerance? And you want to be clear on what your goal is. What is it that you're invested for? And those will be the two things that will anchor your structure, your plan, your well-thought-out plan as to how you invest. All right. So as we draw close to the end of today's episode, let's quickly recap the key points we've covered. Yeah, today we navigated through some choppy waters of market volatility and really understanding the impact of inflation and the current inflationary environment and what impact that has on investments. Yeah, and we dove into practical strategies for investors, emphasizing the importance of diversification, long-term planning, and staying informed to effectively manage portfolios during these volatile times. Yeah, we talked about how we're going to hedge against inflation. Like, what do we use? We talked about real return asset classes, commodities, oil, gas, precious metals, real estate. We talked about uh, treasury inflation protected securities, which are those bonds with those special armor of inflation, of anti-inflation around them that increase their yield when inflation increases. Yeah, and it's been an enlightened discussion and hope our listeners found it as valuable as we did. And to our listeners, we'd love to hear your thoughts We'd love on today's episode. Your feedback is invaluable. It helps us to make this podcast more valuable for you. So drop us a line, leave us a review, and don't forget to subscribe to Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future on your favorite podcast platform. Your support means the world to us. And thanks for joining us on our journey towards a smarter wealth. Remember, the best investment you can make is in yourself. And until next time, keep learning, keep investing, and stay smart about your wealth. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Smart Wealth, Navigating Your Financial Future. We hope you found our discussion enlightening and feel more equipped to take charge of your financial journey. Indeed, Brett. And remember, every step forward counts, no matter how small. So if you found this episode to be of value, Subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Share it with your friends and leave us a review. We're also eager to hear your thoughts, questions, and what financial topics you're interested in for future episodes. Reach out to us on social media. You can find our links in the show notes. As we look forward to navigating your future financial waters, one episode at a time. So until next time, remember, knowledge is the greatest wealth. So keep investing in yourself. Until next time.